Tonight's on the Band from Ringside podcast, your Money in the Bank recap, R.I.P. Vader, where the hell did Cass go, and a whole bunch more. Tonight's on the Band from Ringside podcast. Ditch that nine to five, it's time to feel alive. Hello, Marks, and welcome to the Band from Ringside podcast. As always, I'm your host, Bill Vagie, a.k.a. Abraham Drinking. And to my <laughs> right, as always, we have two beers, Zach Pullman. What's going on, two beers, oh, Zach? Oh, man, that might be my favorite a.k.a. ever. <laughs> really? I was that's wondering a, about using no, that, that one. That's, that's a good start for 2018. <laughs> that, that gets uh, the number one pick as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, we've been in 2018 for a few months now. And to his right, as always, we have two beers, Jason Cornelius Bell, what's going on? Uh, hashtag Boo the Heels. Did I call you Tuber? Yes. See, I told you I'm Abraham drinking. Uh, we are coming at you from the exquisite Shock City Studios in beautiful, humid St. Louis, Missouri on a Thursday night. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We got Sam the Mauler Mall. Mr. Perkins in the, the house. Knobs. He got engaged. Congratulations to Sam. He got Sam engaged. Sam the Mauler Mall got engaged. More for me. I appreciate you, Congratulations. That's not the only good news you're going to get tonight, Sam, but I'm going to hold it off for a second. Before we get too far into it, I'm going to say that tonight we are brought to you by Soul Taco. Soul Taco, the best Korean-Mexican fusion food in the world. They've been here from that day one-ish. You know, I always tell you guys about their tacos and their quesadillas and their burritos and their goji bowls and their nachos, but I always leave out the sides. They have that kimchi slaw, which is on mm. fire. They got that uh, kimchi fried rice. They got the pot stickers. They got chips and queso. Ooh, Check out stickers. their spots. I get the pot stickers every time. Are they good? They're so good. Can yeah. you do that with uh, the different proteins or whatever? No, they're just the pot stickers, but it's, it's always it's always, it's always ground pork. So okay. it's all yeah, it's always. Two whatever entrees that I want plus pot stickers every time. That's what's up. They got two food trucks driving around St. Louis, Missouri. They have a place in Chesterfield, Missouri, Columbia, Missouri. They got a brick and mortar store on the U City Loop in St. Louis, Missouri. They got a place in Chicago, Illinois, Champaign, Illinois, and there might be places soon to come. Hopefully, uh, there are they are. The best guys. We're not. We're not blowing smoke. They. We endorse them. They're a friend of the show. Okay. They're a sponsor of the show. <laughs> queer endorsement. I, like I can say many it's times. Clear endorsement. I, that burrito has saved me on many a Saturday afternoon, just walking the door, sweating like a whore going to the church. Friend of the show. Sponsor of the show. <laughs> Let them know the band from Ringside sent you. So before we get into our one count, you know, I I've received some complaints that after we do predictions the week before, that we don't let everybody know how the predictions went immediately. So most of those complaints just came from me. <laughs> uh, the money in the bank pay per view last week, along with our um, uh, NXT takeover predictions, came last came in last week, and uh, we're not going to be keeping track of losses this year, just points. Um, I'll say that bringing up the rear is yours truly. <laughs> in true Bill fashion, uh, I have thirteen points in third place is Jason Bell. He's got 15 points. In second place is Zach with 19 points. And in first place, (laughs) (laughs) nailing both 
Money in the Bank winners. And <laughs> after he said them, I looked at them like I, like, I, yeah, I felt right. like being like, ah, Sam, those <laughs> yeah. guys ain't going to win. Good job, Sam. He was right. <laughs> Alexa Bliss and Braun Strowman both won. So Sam is in... Uh, Already eight points ahead of me. <laughs> one pay-per-view into the year with 21 points. Congratulations, Sam. I know that's bigger news to you than your engagement. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Without further ado, let's get to our three counts. JCB, what you got? We're going to start with Money in the Bank. Since we're already talking about it, Sunday night, uh, Money in the Bank, we had some... Good matches, some bad matches, some predictability, some unpredictability. I guess we can start with both the big money in the bank matches themselves on the women's side. Obviously, by this point, where everybody knows Alexa Bliss won and then proceeded to cash in after the fact on Nia Jax and Ronda Rousey's match, which I thought that in particular was a good match to cash in for. Alexa, I guess, makes sense because if you want to play the the connect the dots game, Alexa went off to have surgery to enhance her uh, chestal area. Mm, 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 Lord have mercy. Oh, my God. Don't wear those out. We got some birthdays coming up tonight, oh, yeah. too. yeah. Nice. Uh, so, you, obviously, she had to drop the uh, the title to Nia with the whole bullying angle, whatever the case may be. And now she's back healthy. She gets the title back. Um, men's side, Braun Strowman obviously wins. I think that was a huge disappointment. You can pick any of the other guys. I don't care who it is. Braun Strowman is the guy, in my opinion, that is the guy that needs this the least. Braun Strowman can walk into any arena at any point. I mean, hell, he's smashing fucking ladders, for Christ's sake. I mean, you don't think he's a viable opponent for Brock Lesnar? Of course he is. Finn Bauer obviously gets the yells for it. Samoa Joe, to me, makes the most sense out of this because, to me, the money in the bank needs to be on a heel, and you always need to have that heel always kind of lurking around the corner getting ready to pounce just in case you have a hard match see edge versus john cena um from that point you can go aj nakamura i thought this was the best of the bunch of all their matches so far agreed uh obviously aj wins which kind of disappointed me in the sense of you know to me you're kind of wasting a heel nakamura at this point not only do you have all of the matches that he lost to aj you have all the matches that he lost to gender Gender, mahal yeah so he's at six Title shots that he has failed six. to cap. He's zero and six. One Where of those is AJ his credibility wasn't for the title, though, right? No, those are actual title ones because he fought five matches with AJ. Okay, so he's over oh, six okay. in right. title matches. Right. Where is his credibility in kayfabe? Well, it's, I mean, it's gone. But no, it's, they moved him down the, on the uh, the card or whatever. Now he's obviously going to get against uh, Jeff Hardy. That's going to be the next, you know, few for him. Hopefully he wins the U.S. title. If he doesn't, then, you know, we really think you really have a better idea of what Vince thinks about it. So thinking about just looking at the car for Money in the Bank and knowing that there's a shit ton to talk about tonight, let's not get I'm 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 just gonna move us past a lot of stuff that I don't feel like we need. We don't need to talk about Roman Reigns versus gender. Nope. Or Bludgeon Brothers versus the or nope. sorry Blumpkin Brothers versus the club. Or <laughs> uh, I like Seth Rollins versus Elias. But Zach, uh, were you disappointed in the Braun Strowman and Alexa Bliss wins? Not Alexa Bliss. She was actually my number two, and I only I only didn't pick her as number one. 
I loved that she won it just because it made the Smarks angry. <laughs> I was with JCB on that. Like I, I, I mean, it's the perfect move. I mean, she's proven herself as as a champion. Like she gets heat. That's that's what it's all about. Like that's her fucking job is to like make people mad, and she's done that really well. She's a great champion. It was the perfect. She gets real heat. Yeah, this is the perfect way to make it so that Ronda doesn't look bad because Ronda looked great. Two for I, two. Like, I am so happy with Ronda Rousey. WrestleMania was not a fluke. Yeah, she, she just proved it. She's a fucking a true fluke. talent. She got a good match out of Nia, and it, it helps Nia because of the, you know, the cheating aspect. It makes Ronda look great, especially after Monday, and we see Alexa doing what Alexa does best. So, I mean, it's a win-win. I, I agree on both of those. Uh, well, I agree on what you said about Alexa. Like, I thought that I, I'm a big Alexa Mark. Like, out of all these gals that were in this women's match, she's, I mean, I'm just looking over it again. She's probably my favorite. I, I think that she cuts the best promo out of all of them. Oh, yeah, easily. Um, she's not the best wrestler, but no. that's not what WWE is about. WWE is, is uh, about getting entertainment. Heat. It's no, about it, getting that heat. Well, and, that yeah. too. It's to me, WWE stands for W World Wrestling Entertainment. Right. It yep. has, wrestling is second. It's not, it's not the same thing as New Japan. First. It's not the same right. thing as TNA. And I, I would have booked Becky, R-O-H. and I would make less money than what McMahon's making right now. Right, and and Alexa Bliss. Uh, I mean, I mean, we can talk about what happened on Raw, where Ronda Rousey came out and got. Um, uh, suspended for 30 days because she came in and oh, beat, great. beat Alexa Bliss with the briefcase. And beat Angle with the briefcase. I mean, she kind of beat Angle with the briefcase. <laughs> it looked a little bit like Sharon Stone in Casino when she was like yeah. not really hurting anybody. And Robert Just De Niro's like, come on, get the fuck off of me. But I mean, yes, the point was there. Um, Braun Strowman. That pissed me off. It didn't, it didn't piss me off. I was surprised, but... It, it's just a way to further a story in Vince's mind. Like it's not it's not all about hey it used to be about hey let's make the next star. It hasn't been about that for a little while. I mean, the thing that sucks is Strowman's not as hot as he was. He's just not. I don't know yeah, about I that. Disagree with that. Yeah, I, I think I think Strowman I think Strowman's pretty on fire. Strowman's got everybody behind him. But I was saying to JCB uh, earlier, I don't see Strowman as the type of guy that when the champion is completely knocked out and like can't move like Strowman running down the ramp with a briefcase. I Not see Strowman is the type of guy calling his shot and saying, I want Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam or I want Brock Lesnar here or there. I or said- hey Brock, when Heyman and Brock come out to cut a promo next time, have Strowman just come down and just cash in because Strowman should not fear anything. No, that's what I said. I, I said, if Strowman wins, I think I said it on the podcast, he should call his shot as soon as he wins like just come if if lesnar was someone that was actually in the building Strowman's character would take that briefcase off the top after his grueling match and be like come down right now motherfucker right. yes right. yeah i agree I, yeah no, that, i agree with that totally that, that and there's no two ways around that i agree with uh bill in this sense that we're talking about extending the feud or trying to connect all the dots my theory on it is at some point and i said on twitter might might as well just get that off the table um all social media facebook friends of bfr on facebook band for ringside podcast on facebook twitter i'm bfr jcb bfr zach all lowercase letters with an h bfr bill 
BFR Pod on Twitter and BFR Pod on Instagram. My theory on this is Roman Reigns wins this six pack challenge bullshit at Extreme Rules. Brock Roman at SummerSlam. Roman wins the title, and then soon thereafter, here comes Braun Strowman to beat Roman Reigns. That's how you get the title on Braun Strowman. That's just my thought. To me, that makes sense. You know what I'm saying? Because now you, you've covered all the bases. Yep. You've gotten Brock Lesnar out of the way. I, you've gotten Roman Reigns fans, okay, yay, he's gotten the belt. But then you ultimately get it to where you want to get it. And I think that's where Vince wants to do it. I mean, he doesn't, Brock doesn't, I'm sorry, Braun doesn't win the Royal Rumble, the greatest Royal Rumble, and the money in the bank, and not ultimately have a, a payoff of some sort. Oh, this that's where I see it. No doubt. No doubt. And Vince, I mean, he's Vince wants to put the belt on him. Vince is itching for it. Like, Vince probably would have done it earlier if he wouldn't have called the Audible, allegedly, at uh, WrestleMania right. like we thought he did. Who right. is the next person to hold the Universal title just right now? Just, just, just who's the next person to win that title? Either one of you can go first. Uh, I mean, I think it's Reigns. Reigns first, Braun second. But then immediately, I'll, I'll take I'll take Braun. I think Braun holds it next. I don't think I don't think Reigns wins it off of Brock. I think that's an abandoned project. I know that I'm wrong though, because <laughs> because Reigns <laughs> is still out there saying. But I mean, Reigns because Reigns is still out there saying that he's the uncrowned champion. That he's the uncrowned champion because he should have won it yep. because the referee fucked up. But I think that this could be his motivation. I think that could be his motivation versus Braun, though, too, if Braun gets it before Reigns does. And then you could have Roman and Braun at WrestleMania. And you know they put on good matches. I'm not disagreeing I think, with that. I, I, think think we, I think we get Roman and Braun at WrestleMania and Miz and Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania. I think those are your two. Uh, Miz, uh, Daniel Bryan, I can see. Roman, Braun, I just I don't think they have enough patience to, to make that one work. Like I said, we got to keep it moving, guys. It's time for our two counts. Zach, whichever one you want to go first. I'll say I don't. I, I remember one of them, so I'll go with, go that, with that one. one. Yeah. And uh, so this week we had big cast released. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> so uh, apparently this is uh, something because I thought it was pretty interesting that whenever we got the update from WWE, if you're like me, you have the WWE app on your phone. And it says, you know, WWE has come to terms with a release for whatever Cass's real name is. Um, William Morrissey. William Morrissey. There is no future endeavor. It says we do not wish him the best in the future endeavors. Doesn't happen. So obviously, not uh, obviously no. not on good terms. Hell no. <laughs> and Get from, your ass off. <laughs> from what I understand, from what I've gathered uh, through multiple sources, this for was. Th- sorry. For those of you who are listening that might not understand what that means, whenever WWE drops somebody, they always say, We wish you best in your future endeavors, which has become. Uh, wrestling shorthand is he's been future endeavored. It's kind of an inside joke, but whenever WWE releases somebody, that's what they say. When they released Big Cass, they did not say we wish you the best in the future endeavors. They said that get w, the that, fuck out. They said William. They didn't say get the fuck out, but they said William Galloway has been released, which is almost unheard of. Yeah, it, it's pretty wild. And apparently it's not any one incident. I mean, we've heard of these incidents of the little person where Cass was just supposed to boot him, but then he proceeded to beat him up afterwards and went into business for himself, even though Vince McMahon told him specifically not to do that. Um, You know, there's been multiple incidents of him 
besides not putting on a good program with Daniel Bryan, and if you can't put on a good program with Daniel Bryan, what are you doing at the top level of you know wrestling? And at the same time, uh, we've also heard that um, there was a WWE tour bus incident where Cass <laughs> I love this one. went <laughs> into the bathroom. And I mean, I kind of empathize with this because I've discovered in my older years that I'm claustrophobic. But Cass went into the bathroom, locked himself in, uh, thought he was being ribbed, so he kicked the door down. And then this is WWE tour yeah, bus he in thought Europe. It, he thought it was a prank. Thought it was a prank, thought he was being ribbed kicked the door down and so no one for the rest of the tour could use the restroom in private on the bus because he had destroyed the door so between that and the little person incident and them not being uh real hot on his program with daniel bryan and plus like just all of the other things it basically ended up uh you're fucking fired yeah i heard that he asked for a sit down or i read that he asked for a sit down with vince mcmahon after um after the pay-per-view the other night, that he requested the... Now, this is all, obviously, fourth-hand stuff. And you know what? Well, I'll finish. Like, that he requested a sit-down, and at the end of the sit-down, Vince McMahon fired him. So, mm. I also heard that Damn. he was he was getting drunk on yeah. the European tour yeah, more, more than the other people. I will say, though, the way that story comes out where the door locked and he thought that he was being pranked and then he kicked the door down, I bet that motherfucker was being pranked. <laughs> but Could then, be, but then you don't kick the door down. Though. And at the I same mean, time, he's got better prospects. If than, you're stuck in there, well, there's that too. I mean, I'm not saying he's got better prospects in wrestling. He was like a seventh year medical student. Uh, his medical tests are probably still valid. He hasn't been around for that long. He can probably just go back to being a student, get his fucking doctor, and Dude, you know, what make kind a of doctor was he gonna be? I mean, he was a he was a medical student, like a seven foot surgeon. That's Wouldn't crazy. your back hurt? Yeah, that would, that would suck. God damn. I mean, you can raise the table. Yeah, you better shit. He's <laughs> gonna get a stool I never for thought you. About it that way. Yeah, that's right. You can raise the table. Nurses, raise the tables. He's an idea. He's an idea, man. And every time he walks into a patient, he says, "How you doing?" <laughs> uh, now I'm gonna I'm gonna cut into your scapula here, and you can teach that. <laughs> I don't, I don't have much on Cas. I mean, ultimately. Uh, from what I've read and all you guys have said, the same things I've already read, um, a part of, uh, I guess, another part of the reason why he got released is... He's only 6'10". Yeah, right. <laughs> there was uh, guys, uh, backstage guys, that were not on the same page of whether he was doing well or not. Some were behind him, others weren't. My only thought is, if you think you're on thin ice... When you say backstage, guys, you're not talking about other wrestlers. You're no, talking, talking about, about the Michael, Michael Hayes, Hayes, Arn Hayes, Anderson, yeah, Dean right, Malenko. Right, so they're they're torn on him to begin with. So you kind of are already on thin ice because you were rolling around with Enzo, and Enzo kind of blew up your spot. After you guys broke up, you're on thin ice some more because you're doing dumb shit. You're getting drunk on yeah, tour, he's whatever got, the case he's, may be. He's got the plus... He's got the plus of being a Vince McMahon looking type dude, okay, which is so very wh- tall and so very wh- tan so and long not- blonde hair and all that shit. So why not just make it to the point where, hey, Vince, I have Vince's model physical type. As long as I don't piss this motherfucker off, we should be okay. Oh, dude, I was thinking about today uh, earlier that. There's never been two guys with a better start in WWE proper on the main roster than Enzo and Cass in terms of selling merch, 
Yeah. Uh, crowd pops. Uh, everybody loving them. And shit in the bed as hard as those two guys shit they the fucked bed. It up Enzo so hard. was going Both to have two oh five live basically revolve around to himself. Him oh yeah, with uh, I posted it on our uh, BF friends of BFR uh, Facebook page. I don't follow it. Smart move. <laughs> Apparently, the Nia Jax angle was going to be with him. Him being Enzo was going to start hooking up with Alexa Bliss. Right. Nia Jax was going to yeah. find out, and then that was going to explode. He had so much shit right there on the table. All he had to do was not fuck it. I mean, up. I would, you, you take a million dollars on one hand and just hooking up with Alexa Bliss and kayfabe on the other. Shit. I don't know which one I'd pick. <laughs> I know which yeah, one. I know pick. how that worked out with uh, <laughs> Ben Wall, his kayfabe girlfriend that became. That worked out well for him. And I, I imagine Cass was pretty mad about Carmelo's success because him and Carmelo were a thing. And that is, an, that is another thing to think about, though. When you had Cass and Enzo and Carmelo were a trio in the one NXT, you thought was probably NXT, gone. And the I was one, like, no way Carmelo's going to make this. And you were like, what is this gal doing with it? And meanwhile, that that gal still has the belt and is the only the only person beat standing. Charlotte Flair twice beat Oscar once I mean, right. and the, the first and the first money in the bank women's champion I mean all that to me just is crazy to me just because I'll say this and if anybody wants to chime in or we can if not we can move on it's crazy to me when you literally have and it, uh, just this is Enzo and kind of goes with Kaz too. You got it right there in the fucking palm of your hand and you just can't lay low. You can't just can't shut get the out, fuck can't, out. Can't get, get out, out of your, your own, own way. way. You can't just leave shit alone. All you had to do was just go along. And trust me, as a black man in the United States and especially in St. Louis, Missouri, I like to rebel just because I like to. I don't know what I'm rebelling against, but I just like to do Sometimes it. Sometimes he burns down a little Caesars. <laughs> <laughs> Just for fun. <laughs> I'll say that's up the street from my house. <laughs> but this is a scenario where I'm not shit. I don't work for WWE. They don't give a fuck what I do unless I'm literally burning down Little Caesars. Guess who ain't burning down Little Caesars? This motherfucker right here. All he they had to do was just be cool, and they couldn't do that. Fine, fuck it. They can both go, you dumb motherfuckers. That'll bring us to our three counts. <laughs> Uh, our three counts going to be uh, R.I.P. Big Van Vader, man. God, Six, I can't believe I forgot that one. 63 years old, passed away yesterday. Uh, Vader had a long and, you know, I don't know if it's illustrious, but he had a great career. As, as I'd say it's illustrious. Yeah, I mean, he had a he had a he had great run in WCW, a great run in New Japan back in the day. Uh, a decent run in WWE. It was kind of when he was running out of steam, and they really didn't know what to do with him. Mm-hmm. But back in WCW, he was fantastic. Could cut a killer promo. He had a great feud with Dusty Rhodes. He had that big ass like freaking the helmet. Mask, the helmet, yeah, the or whatever. helmet. I was yeah. like, Jesus Christ, who the fuck is this dude? But he's the only guy. I, I don't know if he was a legit four hundred pounds. They say he was. Whatever, man. He's, he's he fluctuated between three fifty and four fifty. When you he get was, past that three fifty mark, I'm. You can say whatever you want. But dude point. used to moonsault. No shit. Yeah. Okay. That's, so uh, thoughts on Vader? Um, you kind of just all summed it up. I, in my twenty four hours of uh, wrestling last night, I wanted to make sure that I oh, yeah, at we least get to that too. touched on Van Vader and saw a match, and I wanted to go back to uh, New Japan on this one. And I went up watching him versus Stan Hansen, which was a big ass shit show mess. They're outside the ring, you know, busting each other up, cowbells, the whole shebang. 
But that to me is kind of encapsulating what Vader was. Even though he didn't do moonsaults off the ropes or whatever the case may be, he was one of those guys that really was a physical presence in the ring and he didn't hesitate to show it. And then on top of that, he could do things that, you know, 200, 250 guys should be able to do moonsaults, jumping off ropes, you know, frog splashes, the whole shebang. Um, I'm kind of don't really remember him in his WCW days, except for him and Ric Flair, his WWF days, like Bill said, were kind of watered down because I mean, he was so physical. You just didn't do that at that point. It was really still more of a cartoony WWF and Vader was there to be the, the big bad monster hero, the dare I say the boogeyman ultimately at the end of the day, at some point, he needs to go to the Hall of Fame. If, if it's not this year, then we got a problem. Because, I mean, Owen Hart, we always know that he's, he should be there, but his wife won't let him go in. Vader should be the next one in. His record, his his resume, I guess, better choice of words, speaks for itself. Vader will be missed. It's a damn shame that we couldn't get him back to being healthy and them, you know, have him as a, as a part of uh, an ambassadorship with WWE at this point. But... Yeah, um, it's a, it's one of those things where, you know, I just wanted to look back and just try to remember him for the good old days. And, you know, like I said, he's going to be messed up. Wish the best for his family. Two beer. Yeah, I mean, this was uh, a big bummer. You know, I I don't get really bent out of shape about celebrity deaths. Uh, I don't really get bent out of shape about, uh, you know, even I, I think uh, – we were with Jack Patrick's one night, and I said, I was like, you know, even like family deaths, I'm like, people die. And somebody was like, you're a cold hearted son of a bitch. And I was like, I'm sorry. No, I mean, but at the same time, it was like when Chris Cornell had died or like Jack whatever. Patrick's not a sponsor. Yes. So, <laughs> Thank you. Uh, but wrestling deaths do hurt me. And I think it's just because they were such a huge part of my life. Uh, Vader was a big part of my life whenever I was a kid. Uh, you know, I was 11 years old. He was on Boy Meets World. Yeah, uh, that was like one of the first, that. like, uh, kind of starting to break kayfabe where i was like oh you know because kayfabe at the time you know was religion to me yeah it was everything but uh i mean vader great big man i mean just amazing in-ring work his wcw days his his matches with sting mm. um his matches with flair yeah one of the um, best big men of all time absolutely i mean doing moonsaults and a true big man too i mean oh, big man wasn't that tall and he scared me as a kid like that's Hell the thing yeah. when i talk about kayfabe like he scared me like you know and it's funny because he's really just kind of a he's not soft-spoken he was still pretty aggressive he was a very stiff wrestler i mean he hurt a lot of guys he retired nikolai koloff he busted up mick foley real bad in some matches and that um, what's that match called like the Battle of White Castle or something? It, 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 it's called something White Castle. No, I'm not kidding. It's what is that match called? I'm not sure. As I say, you gonna have to look that shit up. But look it up. Well, while, while he looks it up, uh, I mean, Vader was a big part of my childhood, and I, I tweeted as such. And you know, his death definitely affected me. You know, he's only 63 years old, and uh, he's crazy. Man. He was a smart guy. He was like a real estate agent. Like he was one of those guys that knew that you couldn't be in the business forever. And, uh, I mean, he was a tough son of a bitch besides working stiff. I mean, whenever he worked with Stan Hansen and he popped his own eye back in the socket, fuck. 
That's all you need that, to know. That's the craziest shit. Stan Hansen knocked his eye out of his socket. He popped it back in and he finished the fucking match. Uh, yeah, to me, I'd have been crying like three, a two dollar bitch. Fuck yeah, that. absolutely. <laughs> Party's over. Three time IWGP champion. Um, you know, it when you look at this guy's career, um, you know he was always at the top. He was. In the WWF, he was definitely in the mid card. He jobbed a lot because mm-hmm. he was at the end of his career and he was putting guys over. But if you look at him in his prime, he was always at the top and he wrestled the best in the world while he wrestled. And that's that's as much as you can expect in a career, whether you're going over or not. And he went over in a lot of them. He was wrestling the best in the business. Agreed. Yeah. And the biggest, biggest shows in the world, he was there. Definitely. So, so R.I.P., Leon White, aka Vader, or Big Van Vader, whichever way you want to go, and that's going. It's time. That's good. It's <laughs> time. It's like, interstitial time. <laughs> that's going to do it for our three counts. Hey guys, our second wonderful sponsor tonight is JJ Twigs on Southampton. They got that perfectly thin and crispy crust if you're into that sort of thing and I said I recommend that sort of thing because oh, it's good as heck. Uh, we got the Southside Pride. I'm just going to name off a few of their pizzas with the sausages, the pepperoni, the bacon, the onion, banana pepper uh, as always my favorite is the Super Mario. With the homemade chopped meatballs and fresh basil, I said on Twitter the other night that there's no reason for any pizza to have more than two toppings, and I got roasted for okay, it. Okay, you but should. Basil, but basil's not a topping. Whatever. It's just delicious. Basil should be on a lot it's, of pizzas. It's not a topping. It should be on every pizza. It should be on every pizza. What the uh, fuck? I don't like, know you guys. Cheese is not a topping. Cheese ain't a topping. Tomato sauce ain't a topping. No. Basil ain't a topping. No. Oregano, Basil, not a oregano, garlic, it should be on every and pizza. And that's not the way that J.J. Twigs on Southampton treats your pizzas, guys. They treat your pizzas with care. They treat them with love. <laughs> they they make delicious pizzas. They pour strong drinks. I went up there and watched some World Cup. I might go up there this Saturday and watch some World Fucking Cup, Fucking Argentina. Too, and I know me and Jason have a lot of money on the World Cup bet against each other. Jesus um, uh, like I always talk about, they got that rise and shine, which is that touch of butter with the eggs and cheddar cheese and your choice of toppings. I put Canadian bacon on it because it's a breakfast pizza, but you can put whatever you want on it. True story. That's JJ Twigs in Southampton. Tell them the band from Ringside sent you. If you send me a message via Facebook or via Twitter or via Instagram, I will personally send you a gift card to JJ Twigs for $10. And if you ask nicely, I might send you two for $10 so you can have a whole meal there. Uh, you'll have to pay for your drinks, but you could probably have a pizza and oh, an appetizer. So they're the best, guys. Uh, friend of the show, sponsor of the show, JJ Twigs in Southampton. And uh, let's get some odds and ends. This is banned from Ringside. All right, guys, odds and ends. The first thing that I want to talk about is going to be Dolph Ziggler taking out Seth Rollins for the Intercontinental title. Dolph Ziggler came out for the open, the Intercontinental Open Challenge. Uh, he And then he kind of looked at Drew McIntyre. You didn't know which one of them was going to challenge Seth Rollins. And when it was Dolph Ziggler, I thought, you know what? I think I'm going to watch this match because I think Dolph Ziggler is going to take it. Thoughts on that? <laughs> I really did. Um, I'll be quick. Um, good for Dolph. You know, nice to see him, you know, being a little bit relevant past this whatever shtick they were doing a few months back. Ultimately, I think this is going to be the modern day version of 
HBK Diesel. This sets up uh, Drew McIntyre to turn on Dolph Ziggler at some point. Eventually, it, like we're not there yet. No, right? no, 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 no. I'm just, we're, I'm just forecasting what's going to happen because at some point you don't want, you don't want to keep these two guys together. At some point, you want to break Drew McIntyre off. I think I would, my guess is Dolph Ziggler retains on Monday. You give a Dolph Ziggler IC run. Maybe at that point, you know, Elias can get into this mix or throw somebody else. Finn Bauer might be a good example. Get them into this mix. And then at some point, Drew McIntyre wakes up and says, you know what? I can't fuck with this guy anymore. Turns on Dolph. You have a Drew Dolph Ziggler uh, program to start him off singles wise. And then you go kind of go from there. Thoughts, Tubir? Yeah, I mean, I think the same. Um, if anything, I feel like it is a little rushed. Uh, I mean, so? Rollins, Rollins is your hottest guy. Uh, Ziggler just literally dropped the secondary title on his when what he if, was in SmackDown. What if we uh, were moving on up, so to say, with Seth yeah, Rollins? I think that's what they're doing with Rollins. And I mean, that'd be fine if he was on SmackDown, but like he's on Raw, and we have a non-existent title, so he's moving on up to do nothing. I mean, that's that's how I feel about it. It sucks. Uh, well, I think I could see Seth Rollins winning the uh, whatever match they have. The gauntlet the next, match or whatever. The, whatever it's match. Gonna, it's going to be like a six-pack challenge. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, can, I can see that too. Because I could see Seth Rollins versus uh, Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam. Yeah, I, if I he was not. That. I would it, love to see it. I don't think yeah, it, if he was not, it would go. If he was not on the brand that did not have a main event title, I wouldn't be so worried about it. But... I like Dolph. I think it's cool. I I like the schism, the eventual schism that will probably happen between him and Drew McIntyre. I think it would be much more interesting if they would have done it with the tag team titles and Dolph being like, I'm the one carrying this thing, and then they, they split up that way. See, I thought it would have been more interesting if they would have put it on McIntyre and Dolph could have been like his hype man basically until Dolph finally got sick of being like, why am I hyping up this guy? I've been around forever and then have Dolph turn on Drew and have Drew be the baby face. That's, yeah, that's what I was I, thinking. I'd be down with that too. It's just the fact that Dolph literally dropped the secondary title because it wasn't good enough for him, walked off. Good point. And- that's it, a that's a good point. I didn't think I did not think no, about that. Good point. That's a real good point. And it's just it's just dumb. But uh, WWE has a very short memory. No shit. Apparently, uh, so they've conditioned me <laughs> to have a very short memory. Also, I don't know. I'm cool. I'm I'm a Dolph fan. I wish that Dolph uh, would cut a better promo. I wish that he wouldn't just scream at the top of his lungs when he at the end of his promo every time. He is what he is. So. But I do like Dolph and Drew together. Yeah, for sure. I do like Seth. It seems like Seth is going to at least graduate to the the main event. Roster, the main yeah. event. Um, uh, you know what? I've, let me get to that in a second. Did what you guys think of Bo Dallas's Bray Wyatt impression? Oh, Comedy man. fucking Central. that was so good. God, da- I mean, even Bray was busting up in the ring. He yeah. couldn't even hold it in. Bray so was, that's what you know. Was Bray good. was totally corpse, and and the fact that they're. Real life brothers makes it even, even better. I mean, he literally looked like Bray fucking. Ryan I wish he would have kept going though for a little while. Like yeah. I didn't want him to stop. He didn't do it for long enough. I I love the B team. Um, I was surprised to learn after the Money in the Bank pay per view that they had not had their match yet. <laughs> 
<laughs> were they supposed to? I thought they were supposed to on the pay-per-view. I don't think it was ever officially announced. Yeah, I, I feel we, like didn't, the card, we didn't predict it. Yeah, right. the card just got big enough to where it just kind of got put by the wayside, which is better because it, you know, then we would have had two tag team matches on the pre-show. And yeah, that's, to- that's totally fine. But that's totally fine because it's. I'd rather them get 13 minutes on a Raw than get four minutes on Money in the Bank. Yeah, absolutely. But I did think the impression was funny. On point. I think I could have done a better job, and I mean that's just me. Uh, <laughs> you know what we, you know, what we haven't talked about is uh, takeover. Oh which, uh, God, Jesus! So Christ. let's get into takeover here Fuck. for about so- an hour, an hour and a half. <laughs> um, Sorry, Sam. <laughs> um, what was your favorite match of the night? Two beer. Obviously, Gargano Champa. Uh, we have here. This is the best story being told in the WWE. It's the best story that WWE has told since I've been a child. Um, it is so wow. good. Better than Michael's Taker? I mean, that's good. But Michael's those, Taker took years. Here's the thing. that That's on that level, but those guys are also mega superstars. Gargano and Champa are not mega superstars. Like... The way these guys, I mean, they deserve to be. Mm. So, I mean, the fact that we're even talking. I hear what you're, I hear what the you're fact saying. that we're even talking Michael's Taker and Gargano Champa, that's the level that these guys are at. Like, Johnny Gargano is the best babyface, probably just in WWE in general. Daniel Bryan. You can put him on that level. If we're talking all yeah, WWE. Absolutely. Listen, but if you keep saying superlatives and then we have to come back with somebody else, you're going to be like, see, we're already talking about it. It's yeah. like, yeah, we're talking <laughs> about it because you said it. <laughs> but we're on, but we're, here's the thing. We're on that level. And this is supposed to be developmental, right? <laughs> this is what I'm getting No, at. no. Like, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think anybody's thought about NXT as developmental for a long time. Well, no, it's supposed to be. So that's what it's, it's supposed to it's be. It's supposed to, you know, you. this is where you're supposed to look. This is how you're supposed to walk down to the ring. Finn Balor is a great example of it. Finn Balor didn't just walk down to the ring and start throwing up his hands. Triple H had to walk him through it. You this don't think Triple H walks through people on the main roster and does the same fucking shit? Okay, but that, that, by that point, you should probably know. If you're homegrown talent. You should probably know where the hard camera is. I'm cam- homegrown! <laughs> you know where the hard camera is. You belong you- in the bingo hall! <laughs> <laughs> that's great good. Fun. Yeah, that was great. Just uh, That's what I'm saying. The, it's not developmental in the sense of it's guys that are missing spots and doing botches or whatever. It's developmental as in this is what we want you to do to get prepared for the main roster uh, however you want to call it, this is what we, how we do. So, right. do you guys? Let's, did you guys not think? So, I'm I am speaking in superlatives, and you guys know that I'm a fanboy for this feud. Uh, like, but so am I. Though. But do you, for the record, this is it was super creative. I've never seen anybody pull up the ring mats like that. I said the no, same thing. We've seen that before. We've seen that before. Oh, I've never seen anybody pull it to the wood. Not like yeah, that. No, Brock Lesnar did that. I'm 99.9% sure. I think it was him and Undertaker where he took that 0.01%. He ripped up the uh, the canvas and it exposed the uh, the wood. But go ahead, finish but your point. Basically, all I'm saying is this is the best story that's being told right now in WWE. Hands down. No this doubt. is approaching the level of Okada Omega. It is not that level, but it's it 
thankfully they got injured. I will never thank anybody for injuries for some of my favorite wrestlers, but the fact that they got injured extended this like so long and kind of yeah. gave us the blue balls of like, yeah, for sure. You know, we want to see this thing ended. That was the and, symmetry of a year later. Yeah. Now we're back. So Chicago we got the baby the face going over in the unsanctioned match. We have, we think vindication again with the baby face going over and then the heel pulls it off literally <laughs> handcuffed. I mean, so Jay, Jay Bell just watched me watch this for the first time. Oh yeah. Yeah. He comes over, he comes over about an hour before the podcast every night. And I'm usually sitting there catching up on shit that I haven't watched, you know? And so started, I had only watched the undisputed match and uh dream and ricochet, which I, I'll, I'll talk about in a minute. Um, you know, the other matches were okay. The women's match was okay. Uh, yeah, it was fine. It was the, the, Black, the, the Black Sullivan match was good. Better than expected. Yeah, they got everybody into it by the end, which I was impressed with. Yeah. And it, it was a there cool was a, match. There was a little botch at the end, but they covered it by making him take two black masses, which right. was cool. Yeah, right. I, th- I thought that was a great catch. And as somebody who watches a lot of wrestling, like I could appreciate like what they did and kept the crowd I think into it made it. it even better because he had to take two black masses. It probably like, did. And... Um, <laughs> Lars Sullivan, I saw something on Twitter say that Lars Sullivan is the most, uh, looks the most in real life like Zangief from Street Fighter. Has <laughs> anybody you've ever seen? And, I, that's and good. Now, now I look at him, I'm like, oh my God, that's, yeah, that's Zangief. That was, a, that was an Austin Creed tweet. <laughs> I just want nice. to see him spin around. Um, but so I knew who won. I knew that Ciampa won. But I didn't know how it ended. And I was watching it. And I said to Jay Bell that. The spot through the two tables off the top of that thing was the gnarliest bump of the year by far. It was great. Gnarly, though. I mean, that is dangerous. That's a fucking dangerous fucking move. If he overshoots it, if he undershoots it, Chomp is fucked. Right. That's why you have best friends do that spot. I know. And and I said to him, I said, man, you really got to trust. It's all about trust. Ultimate trust fall. Oh, the ultimate trust fall. And... Jason said he pulls off his fucking wedding ring and throws it in the that's crowd. the only reason that he could do that without um, looking like a heel that's the thing it's like he's he just fires him up and oh my god when like, Ciampa takes off Gargano's wedding ring off of Gargano's finger and throws it into the crowd that's the only reason that Gargano can do something that gnarly and not look like a heel yep. and then handcuff him handcuff his hands behind his back and put his finisher on him and put his finisher on him and then, of course, Ciampa wins by his... He's still got the handcuffs on. DDTs him onto the bare wood floor and covers him. One of the best... I mean... Which I is sp- better? Which and, is better? And also... Which is better? Gargano... One or Ciampa two? one or two? Which Number is better? Number two, because all the callbacks. I think... I. I, one. I like one better. I no think shit. one's better. Yeah. I think number two is better because of all the callbacks, and this is why that we is thought, splitting hairs. Though I mean, I oh yeah, up, we're I we're st- ne- definitely nitpicking. I stood up and cheered He's in like, my living room. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> yeah, I started doing the chef's kiss, the chef's kiss at the end. I was like, oh my god, what did he? Oh, oh. But the cool thing is, is that all all of the great things that we talked about with Omega Okada, those guys were doing it. I'm not disagreeing with it. The I'm, way, not, the, my, I'm not look. I, I'm just saying. This is storytelling. At this its is finest, and kudos. The best WWE is doing. What are they going to do for a rubber match, though? Shit. It's got to be either Hell in a Cell or Three Stages of Hell. And Give they, me Hell in a Cell, then. Yeah, because but Vince has to sign off on any of it. But we have the ultimate feud mm-hmm. in the entire company. I do mm-hmm. not want to see a Hell in a Cell 
unless it's at an NXT takeover or in front of an NXT crowd, though. Oh, I do oh not yeah, want, you're going to no. see that. It'll be, That's the way it's going to be. And I think they'll extend it because I feel like they're going to have Champa going for the title and either Gargano costing the title or it's going to be Gargano Champa for the title. Ooh. All right, real quick. Uh, Ricochet, Velveteen Dream was my second favorite match of the night. Thoughts on that, JCB? Uh, all kudos to Velveteen, just in the sense of the Hulk Hogan bolo in the shirt, the Prince Puma pants, a lot of callbacks there. Callback at for Rock Hogan for WrestleMania back in the day. The match was great. It was probably my second favorite match. I thought the tag team match was my favorite match of the bunch, just because Oni Lorkin and Danny Burch really... You knew they were going to lose, but they brought that, that shit a fucking great to match. the fucking table. They got protected, table. too. They got really protected yeah, which is fine. by the finish. No, which is fine. I don't have a problem with that. Um, Rick, you Wait, you like them? You didn't like that more than Ciampa Gargano. Yeah. Damn. Whoa. That's the, the crowd that's literally weird. turned on a dime when Undisputed Era came out. They were the faces by the with the crowd. By the time that Joker ended, it had totally flipped. That's what I think. A that's great what, story. Yeah, makes but that's because the, the NXT, that's because the NXT. I agree with you when you tell a good story and everybody does what they're supposed to do. But the NXT crowd is more savvy and is more prone to actually boo the heels. Than a regular crowd. I'm not disagree with that. I'm I just can't saying, believe you didn't think that Gargano Champa was the match of the weekend. The only reason I disagree with that is, I mean, the match the of sec- the night. <laughs> the second one, when he, he took the big fall off of uh, the, the, I guess the outside of the ring or whatever, he jumps off and lands on the tables. At that point, now you got you know the paramedics coming in. You know, I'm just kind of okay. Now this can't end like this. This can't end like this. And then we get back to the ring. You know, we get to finish or whatever. Yeah. I just don't. I didn't like that part because this is, to me is a street fight. So don't bring in you know the stretcher. I get, it all makes. Oh, you sense. went the real streets. Yeah, it all nobody makes calls nine one one. Thank you. It, uh, all right. <laughs> it all made sense as a part of the story. I just wish they would have just took that little part out. Have him just drag his so ass. So you don't back want the Ricochet ring. the wrestler. You want Ricochet the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Bring me iced tea, baby, all day, twice on Sunday. You uh, mean to tell me? <laughs> I'll tell you. I'll tell you the only thing that I didn't like about the Ricochet Velveteen Dream match, and it's the thing that I don't like about Ricochet matches is when they do the shit where he's doing. Uh, uh, I don't even know what you call them. Uh, handstand, right. hand flips, whatever, and he's bouncing I'm, off the ropes, and they're just going by each other instead of fighting each other. It's so choreographed that I can't stand it. It's like they're not even making it look like they're trying to fight each other. They're just making it look like they're doing a dance, and that's not why I'm watching wrestling. Yeah, I that's mean, why I watch Pitch Perfect. I don't. <laughs> I, I I don't agree. You have that issue because i mean i think will osprey is one of the greatest in the I, ring i like will osprey too wait so you were down with that when they were rolling off each other's backs and shit in the middle of the ring bounce no problem with it. run the yeah. ropes it, you no guys don't have any it. problem with that none no i mean it's very entertaining i know it's i know they're i know it's, but it's I mean, incredible like, velveteen we got to mention his ring gear he had that prince puma callback the hogan you know callback but i mean velveteen shines when he's in there with a good veteran He's still young. He has not great matches when he's in there with. Rookies. He hasn't had a bad takeover match. I no. think he's only had three. He doesn't. He doesn't. But I don't mind. I think he's. I don't mind three. that. Mm-hmm. I just. I just don't mind it. Like uh, 
you know, watching Will Ospreay ricochet. I mean, that's a five star match. I know for what me. I'm walking into. Okay, yeah. that to me is the. I like issue. it for why I like it. Right. You know. Okay. Trust me, and I've watched a whole bunch of wrestling this week, or not this week, but in the last 24 hours. It. My biggest takeaway is I like what I like. Gucci Underground was the shit. It was the first time I watched that. I watched a little Rev Pro. I thought that was the shit from Britain. I always watch Progress Wrestling. I watch, obviously, New Japan. There's certain things I like, and that is personally things that I like. And there's certain things I don't like. It's, it's the same, personal thing. It's the same reason why, like, Dresden Files and, like, Crime and Punishment are, like, my two favorite books in the world. Okay, so like, he, completely different things. So he, or, yeah, that's, or, or, like, do you think anybody's going to get that or like, reference? Okay, so, like, John, that's, John, that's, John Wick. You two are and, nerds, though. Yeah, yeah. That's totally, I mean, that's totally understandable. What I'm saying is from a personal preference, I don't like ricochet matches when they do all the dancey, handspringy uh Palmer shit. They look like they look like Palmers. They look like high school Palmers. Well, guess what? Get used to it cuz he ain't going nowhere. I'm not figured out. That's no, the rest of the match was great. There was just this one little spot in the middle of it when they do the shit. Okay, well then we're splitting hairs. It's it's the same difference. Can, can, I mean I can I, I mean I talk to you about wrestling every week. Can't I just mention this without you getting all like defensive about it? Like uh, No, cuz next thing we know you're going to be putting kids in cages. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, <laughs> so, uh, so the other big thing we got to talk about, I, I want to talk about Jason's 24 hours of wrestling. <laughs> That's which, impressive. Which he That's did. impressive. But yeah. before we get to that, uh, Rusev is the new number one contender. Yes. Yes. Rusev Day. Yes. Rusev Day. Didn't I want to say it coming. Uh, the gauntlet match went from Daniel Bryan and Big E against each other at the beginning. Big E lost. Samoa Joe came in. Samoa Joe lost by count out to Daniel Bryan. The Bludgeon Brothers come in and beat the shit out of Daniel Bryan. So we're having a Daniel Bryan Bludgeon Brothers? I guess. I, guess? I mean, we need a tag team partner for Daniel Bryan. What, do, does that have something to do with Does that have something to do with them being in the White family together for like 2 weeks or something? My guess, yeah, right. My guess is they're going to bring it. They're going to spend it like Miz paid the Bludgeon Brothers to take out yeah, Daniel Bryan. So, right. but this has to turn into a tag team. I match was just happy for they, the didn't, they didn't give so away the be, Miz Brian match. I'm just happy right. that they didn't do that. They did it perfectly. Yes. I, I put it on Twitter. I said, don't give away Ms. Daniel Bryan until it matters. But Daniel Bryan was incapacitated. Ms. came in, gave him the skull perfect. crushing finale. And it was. So that, basically. That's about as good as you yeah. can book. Ms. Yeah. just gave them like 30 pounds of beef jerky to come in and like right. beat them up. Yeah, right. Wait, exactly. You, no, you can't have the filet just So yet. does Orton, yeah. does or, is it Orton? Does Orton come in and fight Bludgeon Brothers with oh, him at the Jesus next pay-per-view or something? <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's got to be another baby face on the Where same level. Where has Orton been, by the way? He's not injured, right? No, I think no, he's no. in North County. Yeah, he's probably just chilling. He's probably like just a few minutes away. He's in his in here. He's hanging in here. He's hanging out his above ground pool. Right. He's probably over at Hodax right now having chicken. But we have Rusev. Nice. Nice. It's I, the number one contender. Good for him. I loved it when AJ came out to give Roos, to shake Rusev's hand. And then <laughs> Aiden English went to shake his hand too, gave him the psych. <laughs> AJ Styles punched English out. And instead of attacking AJ Styles, Rusev looked at English like, Dude, what the fuck? What the fuck? Did you, like, <laughs> that's, you what you that get, that's what you get, man. <laughs> like, why'd you give him the psych? <laughs> so, I punched the face. Are we excited about an AJ Styles Rusev feud? No. I mean, what? No. You, you know what this, you know how this shit's going Here's in. the thing. I'm happy for Doesn't Rusev. I'm happy for Rusev. Go ahead. Go I'm ahead. You're going to say what I'm, I'm happy for Rusev. Go along for the ride. But also, at I the am- same time, I feel like it also is a little too little too late. This is how I feel about Braun Strowman. 
I feel like they no. haven't done it when totally they're different. Totally different. I'm just saying these guys were white hot a month ago, but they like stretch it out and they've got three hours of TV to figure it out every fucking you gotta week. Understand everybody that doesn't everybody that watches it doesn't have a podcast. They might not catch every single episode. It's gonna move <laughs> slowly, man. It's a sea change. No, it's I'm a, just happy for no, Rusev that he's gonna get a match. Yeah, for sure. I'm happy for Rusev. Yeah, too. he deserves a title match. I mean, he got Rusev day over, but ultimately, like I said on Twitter, do you really think that he's gonna beat AJ Styles? Hmm. Oh, you know what? I, I even forgot about. Uh, I wanted to bring up Lars Sullivan's submission move where he puts the knee over his that's head. That's the but, Brock Lock. Uh, Brock, the, the stretch muffler. That's a Le- Lesnar does that. That's, yeah, that's stretch muffler. Lock. Yeah, that's no joke. So good. Desperado uh, does it in uh, New Japan. All right, so. Desperate. Jason, you watch 24 <laughs> straight hours of wrestling. 23 and some change. Let's not make it a, a bigger deal than what it is. <laughs> <laughs> so How did on, that go? What time, only, did, uh, what time did you start? Three quarters. We got about yeah, five. Right. We got uh, about, about five minutes left. At, I started at noon yesterday and just went just right down the line. Just if I wanted to watch something, I watched it. The first 12 hours we were good. Right around the three, four o'clock portion i was starting to hit the wall and i I literally tweeted i was like dude i'm hitting the wall i'm hitting the wall (laughs) and i was i'm drinking soda left to right couldn't do it i probably should have stopped smoking weed somewhere at this point but of course that didn't happen um (laughs) it was it was difficult i'm not even gonna lie but i mean like i said i ran a gambit of a lot of really good wrestling um like That's said, really brave. It's like, what I had like no. I got five days off. I, what the fuck am I every, gonna do with five days off? You're braver than every first responder I've ever. Heard. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, I appreciate that. You're welcome. No, it's, it was good. It, it just like what I was said, the best match you watched? Ooh, uh, twenty four hours is literally like. Did you watch Elgin Goto today, or did you watch it the other day? No, I watched it the uh, the night it came out because that was a good match. That was a really good match. So you didn't watch anything else. No, like I said, you never turned on Sports Center. No, once it once it, I put my uh, laptop. Did you eat? Yeah, I ordered pizza. I was about to say I'm not going anywhere. What the fuck? I put my laptop and I got the uh, the cord and I hooked the laptop into the TV. So at that point, there was no point in leaving. I mean, the great part about delivery is, guess what? They deliver. I Did just you walked ever downstairs. Switch to Pornhub. No, I did, I got that out the way beforehand, and I was like, look. If they, nice. we're going to do twenty four hours, smart. we're nice. going to do it out. We're going, you know, preemptive rubbing out. Yeah, that's that's good. Just get yeah. that thing done, and then at the end, that's probably why the, it wasn't completely twenty four hours. A part of that was, you know, oh, I got to take care of business. Jesus Christ! <laughs> uh, well, congratulations. <laughs> Thank you, sir. <laughs> Hey, everybody. Uh, <laughs> Awkward silence. We know there's a lot of podcasts to listen hey, to. And, and for anyone that's disappointed that uh, we didn't get into New Japan, we're getting into it next week. We got the G1 Classic. We got the Cow Palace card. We're we're hot and heavy. No, trust honest. me. We're, we're going to talk be, about it. Get us on social media. All we'll be hitting it stuff all up. up next week. Tons of G1. Tons of New Japan talk. Uh, we know there's a ton of podcasts to listen to, so we appreciate you taking the time out to listen to ours. Sam, uh, here are some music. Nope. Nope. No. Oh, we yeah, got we some birthdays, birthdays first. Uh, Jason, I want you to get your uh, sexual perverted <laughs> perverted uh, grunt. Me, 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 me. Okay. <laughs> Earthquake. Is fifty five? Oh yeah, get it, get it, get it! <laughs> shock master, the shocker. Right, right, jumping around like oh. two in the pink and one in the stink. Oh, the shock <laughs> It's called the shocker. Go ahead, Brandy Rhodes. Oh Jesus Ooh. Christ! Thirty five. Oh, God. black don't crack. Shit, I thought she was less than that. Billy Kay. Ugh. Ooh. 
I tear that ass up. Twenty nine down under. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I got something for you down under. L- Layla. Oh Jesus Christ! Uh, she's got to be in her forties. She's forty one. Close. Oh, you got would, might, oh. might have a shot with her. Man, shit, that'd be porn right there. Man, right. Me? Just half your age. That's it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's it on the grunts. Uh, we got JJ Dillon. Oh, you, you said that was yeah, it on the. That, you said that was it on the grunts. No, I was going to say uh, he should be at uh, Starcast. JJ Dillon is seventy six. Mark Mark Jindrak, remember him? Is forty one. Matt Stryker, who I always thought was an underrated A- color commentator. He's on AAW. Oh, is he? Yeah. I think Matt's, I thought, no, I was take thought. take that back. Not, not uh, AAW. Uh, Lucha Underground. I always thought that Matt Stryker was a great color commentator guy. No, he's really good. Uh, and Heidenreich, the man who uh, raped Michael Cole in the locker room that one time on oh, Raw. Jesus Christ. You remember that? No. He yep. is 46. Hey, everybody, I already said thank you for Sam the Mauler Mall. Check. For Shock City Studios, for Soul Taco, for JJ Twigs on Southampton, for Two Beard Zach Pullman, for Jason Cornelius Bell, I am Abraham Drinking, and everybody boo the heels! The heels. You know what to do. Buy the ticket, boo the heels. That's all we ask.